Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Welcome to Boss Up with Jonas. If you're an upcoming entrepreneur, this, this is your podcast. Jonas Ofori has a strong entrepreneurial passion for business development. Get ready to go to the next level. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into sensitive topics to gain wisdom and insight from successful and failed business processes and other relatable scenarios that can be applied today. This is Boss Up, and this is your host, Jonas Ofori. Hey, what's up? It's me, Jonas, and I want to thank you for tuning into my podcast. So if you're like me, a young, ambitious entrepreneur, who seeks insight and is willing to take the necessary steps to achieve their biggest dreams and aspirations, then grab a pen and paper because this really is for you. One of the biggest things I learned as an entrepreneur is you don't know what you don't know. And even if you think you know, you should still listen because you might learn something new. I invite you to join me as I dive deep into sensitive entrepreneur topics to gain insight and understanding so that we may be better leaders of our environments. But first, I would like to give a big shout out and a thank you to my sponsor. Save time, money, and effort on your next vehicle purchase with Big Star Auto Brokers. Big Star Auto Brokers serves customers to get a great deal with minimal efforts by alleviating the unpleasant work from their vehicle purchase process, saving time and money. Their service is about finding the vehicle you want that fits your needs exactly. Secure the best rates and terms and deliver your vehicle in the shortest period of time possible without any haggling, pressure, or tricky sales tactics. Visit BigStarAutoBrokers.com today for more information. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, I dive deep in finding my passion with Rabbi Adams. Rabbi Adams is a successful real estate mongol who previously owned Southgate Apartment Complex, Sheraton Hotel in Miami Beach, the Sherwood Camp, and the, and the Chaminar Nursing Home. I felt like Rabbi Adams was the best person for me to go to for this topic and finding and finding passion and finding my passion because he's been there done that you know he when i talk to him when like rabbi adams has the way i see him he's lived and accomplished many of the things that i will also want to accomplish and he's done it to a great extent so i personally believe that he was highly qualified to talk about this topic on finding finding my passion and even me till this day I still learn and find more about and learn more and deeper about myself and my passion and dive deeper within this because like I mentioned in the previous episode you don't stop when you find your passion is a journey and it just keeps going and going and it keeps getting deeper you know in the previous episode I kind of gave in the deeper understanding of finding your passion and what it means to me, my experience that I went through it and kind of, and gave you the exercise to do to find your passion or to and I gave you the exercise to help broaden your mindset and finding your passion. In this episode, we're going to dive deeper into it. Mr. Adams actually interviews me. He's asking me questions and I have to explain myself to him and he's helping me broaden my perspective on finding my passion. So without any further interruptions, let's dive into it.
Tell me a little bit about your life. What's happening? What's happening? Are you moving towards what your dream? What? Uh, yes, we we spoke about it previously. Yeah, go with ahead. The, with the cars. Yeah. With the brokering. What would you do if, if, if nothing to do with cars? What would you do with your life? So what would I do? With, um, I mainly want to do real estate, uh, mainly buy and hold. I'm still buying and selling. Okay. What if it wasn't buying and selling? It was a career in something you're capable of. Um, for me, I find pride and joy in helping other people become better. So running a team, um, being in charge of them, and helping them grow every day. And that's what I was What age about. level? What age level would I be? Um, Dealing with? I would say, I wouldn't say age level, I would say the professional level. No, I didn't ask you that. You're working with people. How old are the people? Are they 90? Are they three? Um, I'll say approaching 30. Many of the people I work with now, that's their age. You say many people I'm working now, so I'm assuming you're a social worker. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, then you're not getting money from it. Well, that was from the cars. That's. But you said Forget ignore the that. Cars. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, what age group? Um, I would say younger. I would say people. Um, no, but the point is, I'm making the following. In order to earn money from what you're doing, you got to be professional. In order to be professional, you got to be licensed. Mm -hmm. In order to be licensed, you need money. No. In order to be licensed, you need college credit. Okay. Yeah. And then, 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 then you apply for a license, license yeah. and hopefully you get it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing comes under the heading of a social worker. Okay. So how close are you being to being a licensed social? Uh, In other words, uh, what steps are, don't have to tell me, right. what steps are still necessary and how long will it take? Okay. So how did you conclude social worker? I mean, how do I define it? Well, from what I told you, you concluded you derived social worker as the career path. Yeah, I love being a social worker. The rabbi, if I work with social work. Okay, so the, what's the, the definition the, of social work then? A social worker is somebody who works with people who need his guidance or her guidance. Okay. And also, simple care. You're a social worker in a facility. They come to you. They had a bad dream last night. They come to you. They had terrible news. Their sister died. And you have to be in a position to comfort, to guide, to direct. Yeah. So you're dealing with somebody else in mind. He's a judge, not you. Right. But the first thing, you know, I got to tell you, what I'm going to tell you now, write it in your heart. People used to come to me, they were 20, 22 years old. The same way that I'm speaking with you. And I always used to, no, they were younger, they were 16, 17. I always told them, supposing it takes four years to be an electrician, and you dedicate yourself, you become an electrician. But you never really wanted to be an electrician. Mm -hmm. 
Supposing you study to become X, X thing, and you're good at it, but it's not a high-paying job. I used to tell people, first see what do you want to be. Then spend a month, two months, with people who are in that field and ask them about it, see if you would really like it. When you make up your mind what you want to be, then you work hard to make money and you work hard to become what you want to be. But the end result is you'll end up with what you want to be. Not that you found a job and you did this and did that and you're never happy with it. Mm -hmm. So my key to happiness is to know what you want and go get it. Brought the rabbi, so yes. people came to me. So one kid said, you know, Rabbi Adams, I love working with wood. I'd love to be a carpenter. Could you talk to Mr. So-and-so-and-so-and-so -and -so -and -so that he'll let me be with him while he's working so I could learn, right? Mm -hmm. So I, so I would say to him, I know you want to be a carpenter, but do you know what a carpenter goes through? Do you know if it's easy to, to work for yourself, do you have to work for somebody else? And I said, if I introduce you to the carpenter, those are the things you can ask him. Mm -hmm. Not how to be, use a chainsaw, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was all down the line this way. The same thing, a girl want, wanted to learn shorthand. I said, why do you want to learn shorthand? Because I want to be a secretary. I said, could you tell me what a secretary's life is like? I said, do you know a secretary? You're a young, beautiful girl. You know, you might have a boss that wants to go to bed with you. Yeah. And even if he doesn't, you know, he might want you to bring him the coffee and run and get him a sandwich and then clean up the place. You know, you can't make it just wonderful. You have to, you have to know what it's all about. Because mm -hmm. if you know what it's all about, then you avoid it. Yeah. And then when it happens to you, you don't know how to handle it. And you know how to handle it if it happens to if you. If it happens to you, yeah. Anyway, that's my advice. If I were to say I'm an angel, I give you one wish, what would you want to be? I want to be in a position where I can help other people. That, it means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> That's like saying I want to be in a position where when I get up in the morning, when I go there, I don't ache. That doesn't tell me what the position is. What is the position you see yourself? You're just going someplace. Are you going to an office? Are you going to a factory? Who are you when you are what you are? Um, I want to be the leader of a successful organization with multiple It's people. such crap you're telling me. Right. Which tells me you don't know what you want to be. Okay. You have vague terms. I want to be the leader of an organization. Like if the Red Cross chapter, I want to be running it. 
That's what you meant, right? Right, so can I make it specifically towards me about my business that I'm building and where yeah, I see it, that to be? Yeah, if that's what you want to be. That's what I want to be. I mean, if you tell me I want to be a practice doctor, that's what you want to be. Right. Like when you say you, you want to be, you want to, you want to be, grow in the car business, is that yeah. what? I want to grow my business to a seven-figure business. You see, that's the wrong attitude. Right. That's the wrong attitude. So in other words, if you don't make seven figures, you're not going to be a happy person. Yeah, you're right. So how should I look at it? I want to be... I want to go into a business that I will enjoy going in every day. Mm-hmm. And I want to make enough money if I have a wife and children that they're not starving. Those are my goals. And if I could put away some money for retirement, wow, I'm way ahead of the game. Those are realistic goals, not dreams. And you're young enough and clever enough and physically enough to do all of these things. Yeah. I mean, you should be praying every day, thanking God for, for what he gave you. You know how many people I talk to who are stupid? Should I tell you what you would be very good in? Sure. School teacher. What household is it? Because you have the charm, you have the mouth to to speak. You, You speak a clear English. And I think it would fulfill what you want to work and help children. Mm-hmm. No one helps a child as much as a teacher. Because I'm an entrepreneur, I wanted to help other entrepreneurs that were coming up. So I, right now I'm, 20, I'm 24, so I was aiming to help like the 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds that they, they're what, not... What would you get out of it? Um, number one, I would be able to, because I feel like I was once in that the position and I never had anyone to tell me. So you get that effect in helping people. What else are you getting? Um, I grow more because I get to learn So you grow them. more. Now you're seven feet four. What <laughs> else? Um, where are you living? I'm going to be, I'm going to be. Where are you living? I live in Jersey. No, where are you living in this, in this, in the, once you came, you're established in this? I see myself living in Jersey. I want to live in Princeton. I don't care where you're living and what are you living? Are okay. you living in a tent? No, I live in a multi-family No, not that where you live now. Where would you be living? I would be living in a multi-family home. A what? Multi-family home. A multi-family? Mm-hmm. Not the way the three, a three-family building? Mm-hmm. And uh, why are you satisfied to live in a multifamily home? As uh, opposed to answer me, I, w- I would love to have my own home with a little garden. Why, why, why didn't you tell me that? Uh, because I, I'm a family-oriented person. I want to create a, a home where all my family feels free to come in and just everyone has a place. Who is everybody? Um, for the family that I create and, you know, my siblings and stuff. You're saying you want to go into a house with three families, they should become your friends and family? No. There would be space for anyone that I care about. That's why I want a big house. What do you, I a multi-family, not a big house. That's mm-hmm. a small house. Yeah, so I'm going to buy a mansion. I live in a mansion. 
Don't mention it. <laughs> you see, what I'm doing with you, I'm trying to direct you. It's very easy to have vague... Right. Yeah, you have to you have to be focused, you know. Once you're focused, you have what to live for to get to that dream. But at least you know the dream, you know the path to get there. That's all that I'm trying to do for you. I still don't... All I got from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you don't want to be working with your hands, you want to be working with your mind and your personality. Yes. You don't want to be working with inanimate objects, you want to be working with human beings. Yes. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, in that area of working with human beings, there's a whole field. There's like that teacher, there's doctor, there's a nurse, there's a, you know, there's a rabbi, there's a, there's a preacher, there's, you know. You gotta see where is your talent that you would succeed at because that's your talent. So after you find your focus and your purpose, how do you maintain it? How do you maintain your focus? And purpose, yeah. By moving towards it. If you have a focus and you work hard for two months and you feel it's not going, of course you're gonna forget the focus. It's not working. Mm -hmm. But if you have a focus, and every week you feel you're getting closer to reality, that focus is going to intensify. Oh, and here's another thing that I told people. <laughs> the, the last one is the most important. I used to tell what well, example did I give? Yeah, I, I'll give you an example that I gave them. Supposing you always wanted to be a Chinese interpreter. Mm -hmm. That you can read Chinese and interpret for your client. That's terrific, except for one thing. How many Chinese interpreters are needed? So you have to pick a field where every month there are people who want it. Even a teacher, even a teacher. The schools are swamped with teachers. At best, you could become a substitute teacher. They're not gonna have a, a classroom open for you. You know how many teachers graduate every day? Right, every day. Now that, I don't want to discourage you. Of course. That's where personality, acquaintances help a great deal. Mm -hmm. For example, if there was a, uh, a principal of a school and uh, your mother know, knows her, and you ask her, could you talk with her, and you invite her to a dinner or something, or even without dinner, and you tell her, I need your guidance, I want to be a teacher, tell me what's involved. So now you're making her into an important person, so automatically she likes you. Mm -hmm. 
And the more she teaches you, the more she'll feel obligated to get you a job. I'm just telling you one approach. Yeah. Look, let me give you an example. Supposing you were pretty handy with your hands. And supposing I wanted the deck of my, the vanity railing, I wanted it closed to a desk boat. Who would be the first one I would have to do it? Me, because I'm handy. No, you, because I know you. Because you know me, right. <laughs> yes, you're right. Because you know me and you know that I'm handy. No, I don't know you handy. I never saw you do okay. handy work. Okay, okay. So what am I trying to tell you? The more acquaintances you make, mm -hmm. the better you have a chance of, of finding something. So you're just saying you would give me the opportunity first because you know me. You're right. Okay. Only because I know you. But if I do a bad job, you're not gonna... I'm not gonna know you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I can't give you more knowledge than I'm giving you. Right. You've, you've gave me, like, uh, more than I can say thank you for. You've been listening to Boss Up with Jonas. We hope you've gotten some useful information from this podcast and hope that you've been inspired. Jonas continually educates himself on topics and insights he wishes he had known at the beginning of his business adventures. For questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, visit the website at bossupwithjonas.com. This is Boss Up With Jonas, signing off. <laughs>